Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Audio Vault on 941 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Wednesday on r r in the morning. If the Cowboys get a win over the Commanders, they secure the two seed. Are you much more comfortable with them making it to the NFC Championship game, considering they wouldn't have to face the boogeyman until then? Also, how much did Michael Penix up his stock in this year's draft with his performance against the Longhorns? And, of course, at 7, we're talking silver and black. Spurs are in Memphis. Hopefully they get some barbecue. Now back to the Blitz. Jason and Joe. Whose career would you rather have had? LeBron James or Tiger Woods? Happy belated birthday to those goats. For me, it's a no-brainer. I'm Tiger you're Woods. Not a, you're not a LeBron fan. Well, it's not that. I mean, LeBron, it's it's different. I'm, I love playing golf. Yeah. Can you imagine playing golf at the level that Tiger Woods was able to play golf? That would be like, I mean, a, a, a fantasy come true. I, I don't want to sound like it's a cop-out answer, but either one of their careers I would take. They're both billionaires. They both have changed their sport. Mm-hmm. They both have inspired gazillions of people to uh, to do different things. I, I wouldn't complain with either one. I, I, I'd i like to think that Tiger's work schedule is a little easier than LeBron's because he's got to play 82 games in, in the playoffs. You know, Tiger Woods has, what, 12 15 tournaments a year? Well, now he before, now yeah, he play, he played more than that. I think he played a pretty full schedule during his prime, but um man, to go to some of the places that Tiger was able to go and and play on those beautiful golf courses and and then just master them the way he did mm-hmm. was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, for me it's a no-brainer. I just think Tiger's got more control over his schedule than, say, LeBron. All you're thinking about is the coin. Yeah, absolutely. That's all you're thinking about. I, I mean, so why not get the coin? Plus, you know, you're at a at a swanky country club every week, week after. We get treated like royalty. Where do you think LeBron's at? Everywhere he goes, he's in the he's in a locker room at Madison Square Garden. Well, that sounds like a pretty damn good place to me. No, and, dude, and, you've and, been there. And, it's not. And, and it's it's still the mecca. <laughs> Right, I sure. mean Madison Square Garden of basketball is Augusta to golfers. Okay, right, but um, the the locker rooms are so much better at Augusta. Yeah, well, I'm only in that locker room for an hour and a half total. Right, I'm just a- saying. And when I travel into the city on a private plane and get bussed over to wherever five star, six star, eight star uh-huh. hotel that you know they're not staying at the Best Western. No, right, I, I mean. NBA travel isn't bad. This isn't in the '80s where they were flying continental. Not saying it's bad. I'm just saying. I, I'm, I'm for just me, saying, it's a no-brainer. It's I, look, not even close. Yeah, for me, I'm not. I'm not going to be greedy. You want to switch? Give me one. Pick it. I think Tiger has the better schedule. I'm taking Tiger. All day, every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Tiger. Tiger. Of course it is. Although. 
I mean, if I had to be second in LeBron, I think I would do that too. Well, of course, if I, you know, if I could play basketball the way LeBron plays basketball, sure. All I know is neither one of those guys are five seven. I'd like to know what that world looks like. Well, you know, I'm about the same height as Tiger, roughly. Are you? How tall is Tiger? Tall I don't know. There's a Google box. I'm six one. I think both of his legs are the same size. <laughs> wow. Wow. Was that a shot at my legs? It clearly was. Wow. I don't know that that's true anymore after uh, the car accident. Well, that's true. He, they t- were exactly the same t- height, 6'1". T- Tiger, Tiger is 6'1". That's what I am. Yet he can outdrive you by... There's no question. <laughs> Even in my younger days, when I played the best golf of my life, he Although, could outdrive me. Here's the hard part about Tiger's life. And I think you would struggle in this area. Uh-huh. Let me rephrase that. I know you would struggle in this area. Okay. You can't play golf without beer. He has to play golf without beer. Well, I mean, think about it, though. Could you play golf without beer? Sure. LeBron can play golf without beer. He can? Well, yeah, because he, Does you know, LeBron play golf? I, I'm sure he does. I, I mean, don't a lot know of that NBA guys play golf Th- They now. do. They do. You know, I mean, you know, you talk about a life. I mean, hell, Steph Curry. Well, that Steph guy, Curry's he, a hell of a golfer. Yeah, when he's done playing basketball, that guy is going to probably, I don't know, play golf or do something cool, and it won't be long before he's on that billionaire list, too. Now, Pledge has just pulled up uh, LeBron playing golf, well, so he does play he's golf. He's on a golf course. We don't know if he plays golf. Like... Like, is he a Sean Elliott-level golfer, or is he a Tim Duncan-level golfer? The swing that I'm looking at that Pledge has up right now... Charles Charles Barkley's impressed with that. No, that's better. Yes, Charles is. Although Charles has changed his golf swing. Well... He has. I mean... It's a little bit better than uh, it was. It couldn't be worse. No, it was awful. So, okay, LeBron plays golf. So, Bill Belichick was asked during an interview on the Greg Hill Show in Boston today, I guess doing his uh, weekly coaches interview, uh-huh. about his future plans. Okay, Bill Belichick says, you know, if I was going to do anything, I'd put it out there on Twitter or my face so everybody could see it. If I don't do that, I'll just keep it private. Or, what is, or my face? My face. <laughs> I take it Bill Belichick is not a social media guy. Well, I mean, my face is uh, kind of f- like like MySpace and Facebook combined. I, 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 I'm thinking I, that's what he's I, thinking. I mean, yeah, you know, the fact that he got Twitter correct is is one thing. Hmm, it, it, it's part of it. <laughs> but it's not Twitter anymore. Well, it's X, but we still call it Twitter. Well, we do. You still call it Twitter. Uh, a lot of questions about his future. Yeah, I think he's done. Think about a season next year. Maybe no Bill Belichick. Maybe no Nick Saban. Maybe no Greg Popovich. Well, maybe two out of three are possible. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Let's talk some Cowboys football. Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk joining us now after a a very busy day as she joins us here on the Byers Barricades guest line. Shereen, quickly to the Cowboys, they add Lael Collins today, and and I'm I don't mind the move. Obviously, they need some depth on the offensive line, but he's been available for a while. While they're downplaying some of the injuries on the offensive line, should we be more concerned with their actions more so than what they've been telling us? 
Well, first I'll say his agent texted me and said, I haven't even talked to the Cowboys, so they can say they've signed him all they want, but there's no deal in place at this point. But I would expect him to join the practice squad. He has no other offers, as you said. So it's an opportunity for him to, to come in and have a chance possibly to end up playing. I think there is some concern about Tyler Smith's torn plantar fascia. Um, you know, it, it's better that it's torn. Frankly, that's an injury you want to tear, but it, it's still going to be something that he's going to have to try to play through. And can he do that? Uh, we'll we'll see. But I think that's why the why the move was made. Obviously, because they have some concern about Tyler Smith moving forward. Well, and 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 it it baffles me because um, and I guess he's the only guy out there. He's familiar with the program. He's friends yeah. with Dak Prescott. He and he's friends with with a lot of those guys. But I I just don't know. The guy could not stay on the field in Cincinnati. Right. Yeah. Well, and he couldn't stay on the field in Dallas, which is part of the reason that he wasn't here when they cut him in March of 2022. But he's also played the position. That's another thing. He started his career at left guard before moving to right tackle. So he knows the position, uh, obviously, a little bit. It, you know, I don't know how much of that is like riding a bike where you played right tackle most of the rest of your career. But he has played the position, so I think that also helps. But, you know, it's a, he, he signed into the practice squad. So it's a absolutely no-risk, high-reward um, signing and whether he helps or not, who cares? I mean, you get a, you get an opportunity to see if he can still play, and and if he can't still play, so what? He was on the practice squad. It's not like you're you're paying him four or five million dollars for, you know, a, a few games. They're they're not paying him basically anything to to join the practice squad and come on. But I do think the reason is because of Tyler Smith's injury and and the fear there that that their depth may be hit. You know, if Smith doesn't play. Uh, and I don't think he will play, obviously, this week. I think he sits out this week and gets ready for the playoffs. But, you know, if he's not back for the playoffs, I think you have real – because I was just sitting here doing my, my all-pro ballot, and, and he's on there. You know, I, I just think he's been that good this year. Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk joining us here on the Blitz. Jerry Jones on 105.3, the fan this morning, uh, did admit he is concerned about the Cowboys' run game. Dalvin Cook and the Jets have apparently mutually agreed to part ways. Do you think the Cowboys will also try to bring in a guy like Dalvin Cook? Well, again, I, I don't know that Dalvin Cook can still play. But, you know, if you sign him to the practice squad, that's fine. I mean, you, you really have nothing to lose by signing um, a guy to the practice squad at this point. And if they help you, they help you. And if they don't, they don't. So there's no risk of that. Now, would he join a team's practice squad? I don't know. You know, he might want to go onto the active roster and maybe somebody gives him that opportunity. I would expect him to clear waivers. That's the first thing. He's got to clear waivers uh, in the next 24 hours. But I don't expect anybody to pick him up off waivers. I think he will become a free agent, uh, and it'll be who's he going to sign with. And he needs to get it done, obviously, relatively quickly so he can get in in the last week of the season and then be there for the postseason but, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to that at all um, with what they've done running-wise and, and what their running backs have done. And, it, and it's obvious they don't have a lot of trust um, in Deuce Vaughn because they make him a healthy scratch most weeks. Uh, Rico obviously was out. So, yeah, you have some depth problems there. So I'm, I'm not opposed to that signing as long again as you get him to the practice squad or, or you know, a, a low-cost a low deal.
Sharina, I've got to ask you what happened in uh, you know with the Lions Saturday night, and the league has come out. They're trying to explain this. I know the officials. It says, what is your take on what happened there? And is the league correct? I mean, it, it's up to the player to make sure that that he reports. Well, well, I think the 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 Cowboys the uh, the, the Lions reported correctly. However, in trying to trick the Cowboys, they tricked or confused Brad uh, Brad Allen, the, the uh, referee. And so they, I was just sitting here trying to watch this video. They just NFL just released a video, and I haven't seen it yet, um, but I think it's just telling teams about how to report correctly, reminding them how to report correctly. Uh, and, yes, they were trying to deceive the Cowboys. There's no question about that. And um, in, in so doing, they, they confused Brad Allen. This is a terrible crew. And, and if they hadn't made all the mistakes that they've made, they would be far more believable, and you'd just say, hey, Lions shouldn't have done that. But when this crew makes so many mistakes, including the tripping penalty, getting the team <laughs> yes. wrong earlier, that, that would have allowed the Cowboys, frankly, to probably run out the clock or, or the Lions to only have a few seconds left. Cowboys might have scored a, a touchdown there. They would have been inside the tent with the first down. And, and they completely botched that one. So it would be far easier to believe this crew if they hadn't made so many errors this season. Same crew – uh, the biggest one they've missed, they missed several, but the biggest one they missed obviously was that Chiefs-Packers game when it was blatant pass interference late in that game, and, and Chiefs probably would have won that game or had an opportunity to win that game at least um, if the correct call had been made. So that might have been the b- biggest missed call of the entire season. But, yeah, I, I think it's on the Lions a little bit that they tried to trick the Cowboys, and in so doing – uh, they tricked the officials. What what we haven't heard, what we don't know, and no one's asked Dan Campbell, is is when it, in the pregame meeting he talked about going over that particular play with the officials, which they always do that. If they have trick plays, they want them to know it's coming so this sort of thing doesn't happen. But did they mention they were going to try to trick the Cowboys <laughs> with who was actually reporting? That's what I don't know. And my guess is no, he didn't go over that part of it with the officials. So, it's on the Lions, but it's also on Brad Allen for, for screwing this thing up. Well, and when he announced um, 70 was eligible on the crowd, Mike, isn't it then on the Lions to correct him if that wasn't the correct call? And, you know, my thought is, you know, I saw Dan Campbell say, you know, it was loud in there. He didn't hear it. So isn't it also plausible to think that maybe when uh, 68 was reporting that Brad Allen didn't hear him because it was loud in there? Yeah, well, it was loud, and he also said, what was I supposed to do? At that point, the play clock's running down. Like, what are you going to do? Stop, you know, take the five-yard penalty to say you screwed this up. What are you doing? Or, you know, that sort of thing. So I I get where the Lions are coming from. Um, I mean, he just he got got it wrong, and he saw 70 running out on the field, which is usually who reports when the Lions run with the extra linemen, and, and they changed it up on him and tried to trick him. So, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit halfway on this, but again, if they had called the tripping penalty earlier in the game, they probably wouldn't have even gotten to that point of a two-point play. And and then, yeah, and then Dan Campbell's so upset, he goes for it still <laughs> after that instead yeah, of tying right. the game up. That was just uh, – that, that was a head-scratcher. Well, and? And here's the thing. You don't have that many – you have a handful of two-point plays because you know, you're not going to go for it that many times – on two-point plays. So you only have a handful. Of, I, I doubt they had three really good two-point plays on their play sheet. And certainly they didn't have one from the seven-yard line. They just got lucky that Michael was offsides on that one to get a third opportunity at it. 
but that you just don't have that many good two-point plays that you feel like you're guaranteed to get the two points. So, yeah, after after the penalty, he, he should have kicked the extra point. How thrilled is Mike McCarthy that we're talking about this and not his time management at the end of that game? <laughs> oh, ooh, yeah, uh, yeah, kind of like uh, Washington's last night. Just some terrible, oh, terrible my gosh. decisions. Just some terrible coaching decisions, game management, play play calling, whatever you want to call it, clock management, game management, all of that, just horrendous. And they've got to clean that up uh, going into the postseason for sure. Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk. Make sure you follow her on Twitter at NFL Shereen. Always appreciate the time, Shereen. We'll talk to you next week. Talk playoffs. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Shereen Williams on the Buyer's Barricades guest line where they provide traffic control rental and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com. Spurs in action tonight at Memphis. We'll talk about it next on Game Night San Antonio, brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds.